morning, everybody. We are celebrating Jesus today. We are lifting up our praises of adoration and awe to him, our king who came in the flesh to be with us. Uh, welcome. Welcome to Watershed. If you're new here, we just want to say a special thank you uh, and welcome to you for, for being a part of our, our morning today together. So we just uh, want to just take a moment to greet the people around us, say hey to the people near you, give them, a, give them a fist pound and see how many Christmas holiday parties that they've got going on. I forget who it was, but one year I had a friend who had like 14 parties to go to in a week, and that sounds just like crazy, but hopefully you don't have 14 parties to go to. Go ahead and stand up now, just greet the people around you, catch up. We just invite you to worship with us uh, this morning, and as we do, let's just center our minds and hearts on, on this passage from the, the, book, the book of John, the Gospel of John. It says this, the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. We're going to lift up praises to that King, full of grace and truth this morning. Let's sing together.
Sunday of Advent, and today we light the love candle. This final week of Advent helps us to reflect on the magnitude of love that was made manifest in Jesus. As we get closer and closer to Christmas, when we celebrate Jesus' birth, we're reminded that there is no greater gift than this. The man should lay down his life for his friends, the way that Jesus laid down his life for each of us. But in order to do that, Jesus had to come. Love himself had to take on flesh, and he had to make his dwelling among us. 1 John 4.10 says, This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Christmas eventually leads to a cross, and these events work together in such a profound act of deep love. Advent sets us on a course to make room in our hearts to receive Christ's love. So in this Advent season, we too can be people of love because we have Christ who came and who will come again. I invite you to stand with us as we, as we sing this Christmas carol, O Come All Ye Faithful. Mm -hmm. 
to come. We know we're going, you're going to someday, and we look forward to that day. Advent reminds us that your promises are true, and we can hang on them today. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Y'all can have a seat, and we're just I invite our, invite our kids uh, forward to our kids' ministry. They can meet over here, meet Miss Becky and Miss Sam, and head on out to kids' kids' ministry. right let's pray dear lord thank you for bringing each of these precious children here today to learn more about you and i pray that you would open their hearts and ears to receive what they might learn today amen well good morning everyone it's good to see you all and uh as you can see on the screen behind me, you can kind of see what's coming over the next couple weeks. This is our last time uh, together just simply as a watershed community uh, before we hit Christmas and New Year's. Um, so that's why we're, we're celebrating today, as Drew kind of opened us up with. We're celebrating the love of Christ as we light that Christ, the, the candle of love in Advent. We're reminded of the, what we'll talk about in just a moment this unexpected, unimaginable love that God has for us. Um, but coming up, Christmas Eve, we have a Christmas Eve service. Pastor Bill is going to be preaching. Uh, Sarah, our fusion worship uh, team, will be leading music. That'll be acoustic-y, candlelight, uh, 6 o'clock Christmas Eve, Christmas morning. Um, I'll be, uh, in the, and that'll be in the sanctuary in the red brick. Uh, Christmas morning, I'll be there with Jane and John and the orchestra um, and the walk up hallelujah chorus at the end. So if that's something, I mean, you don't have to walk up. You can stay back if you're not interested in, you know, jumping in there. But if you want to walk up at the very end, it's, it's a tradition um, here at Heart of Ike. Uh, we're going to celebrate Christmas morning and then we'll be back in here as an all Heart of Ike community New Year's Day. Uh, JB will be leading that with Drew and our team here. So just wanted to give you a heads up on, on where we're at over these next couple weeks. Um, so the next couple weeks will just be, again, celebrating Christmas and God's goodness to us. Today, if you didn't already see, Jeremy was standing out there behind the, uh, behind the table. We have Aldea here. They're a partner with us um, they, they partner with us by, A, giving us coffee every week. I mean, we do pay for it, so, I mean, they've got to be reimbursed. But uh, that goes to support farmers in La Union and other surrounding areas in Honduras. So, and that's a long-standing partnership. In fact, last week, I said we've had a long-standing partnership with um, Abundant Life Christian Schools. And it just so happened that Jake, Rachel... Um, are in town. I'm going to invite Jake forward um, just to, to share a little bit uh, briefly about um, Abundant Life Christian Schools. And uh, you, you guys ventured in. Oh, we're getting, yeah, you're up, right on. Um, if, oh, Trisha, can you get to the pictures, please? Did they disappear? Okay. We had cool pictures. Sorry. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Um, it's so nice to see everybody this morning. Um, just to introduce myself, my name is um, Jake Campan. This is Rachel and our young daughter, Elizabeth, here. Um, we just got in last night. We're super excited to be here um, with you. Um, as Pastor Aaron said, we do work in Honduras. We work in a small community called Yaramanguila. Um, and we work, um, we've been in Honduras now for many years, for what, 15 years, something like that now. And um, we're always just really thankful um, just for all that Hardwick has done for us over the years. We actually, I know there are going to be pictures up there, um, but just to give you a really, really quick, quick um, kind of update on how things are going in Honduras for you. Um, we, as you guys know, the pandemic affected the world quite a lot, and in Honduras, it actually affected us greatly. We um, had been doing online classes for about two and a half years, if you can imagine that. I'm sure there are some of you who are parents who would absolutely just cringe at <laughs> the sound of that, um, imagining your kids trying to be home for 
two and a half years doing online classes. And um, it was very challenging, very difficult time. Um, but even through um, the challenges that we have faced, even through the challenges that we um, that have gone on in the past, we've been so thankful to see how the Lord has blessed our school, blessed us, and just continue to go forward um, with us. We, we started the pandemic, and I think we were probably at maybe 400 students. Most schools, of course, when you're talking about the idea of going online, most parents start pulling their kids out of school. Most parents start to worry. Our school only kept growing. Um, even during the pandemic, um, Hardaway, I kept saying, we need more classrooms. And they said, well, you don't have any students in school. How do you need classrooms? And I said, they're going to come. I promise you, they're going to come. And two and a half years later, August of this year, we started fully back in person, fi finally. Um, we were probably at about 400 students before the pandemic. Right now, we're at almost 500 students. Um, we've grown considerably. Um, one of the pictures uh, during the pandemic, we, we built um, with the support of a variety of partners, including Hardaway, a huge, or not huge, but a nice, essentially kind of gathering space. It's like a, it makes basically what you have here um, at, um, at Hardwick here, where you have a space where everybody can gather, um, where we, our students can gather for chapels, where we can get together as a school, where parents can come. And um, just a week ago, we had our first major event there since the pandemic. We had about 1,500 um, students, parents, um, everybody there for our Christmas program. Um, you could see the relief on parents' faces just to have some version of normalcy, um, being able to come enjoy their kids, um, just doing things that we would consider normal. It's fun to see how um, things come about. And we continue just to see um, the school expand. This year is our first graduating class, so we're super excited to see our seniors graduating this year. Um, they've been doing their entire high school so far online. They get to be back in person with their friends this year and we're gonna graduate our first class. And so we're super excited about that. Um, we're super just grateful for all that Hardwick has done over the years to support us, um, our ministry, our school, and just the students that are there because at the end of the day, it's really about them and just the opportunities that we can afford them bringing about um, solid Christian education for them. And so we just wanna say thank you um, for all your support. Um, we hope you have a wonderful Merry Christmas and um, thank you again for everything. Here. Hey, Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. Come back. <laughs> I just want to say a prayer if you'll join us as we pray over them in, in school. God, thanks uh, that uh, Lord Compons can be with us today, and thanks for safety. Uh, first of all, it was kind of crazy yesterday, and for them to hit flights and get here, and uh, amongst even just driving from the airport to home, uh, God, thank you. Uh, thanks for the work. God, that you have used them and many other teachers and families. And Lord, uh, to bless the students in the community uh, down in Honduras, Father, we just give you thanks and praise. We pray that you continue uh, to bless. You continue to use them. You continue to grow faith and life in, our, in our, our small brothers and sisters, those students, Lord, in the faculty and in the community. God, continue to just shine your face upon them and bless them. And Lord, uh, as we ask for your blessing upon them, we also pray that you bless us now too in your word. God, we love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks. Thanks. Well, like we uh, mentioned before, we're celebrating Christ's love today. And just a, a question that I have for you uh, as we begin is when, is there, is there a time that you can remember where you had uh, one of those completely unexpected, unimaginable gifts, right? It's, we're around Christmas, so it's easy to think about gift giving. And I want you to just, for a moment, think about an unexpected, unimaginable gift, right? For me, my, my brain goes to six years old on my birthday, a Honda 73-wheeler, unexpected, unimaginable. I got to play with the big boys. Yeah. I have a, five, a brother who was five years older than me, so I literally got to play with the big boy. Fast forward, graduate from college, driving around my GMC truck that I owe my parents quite a bit of money for, right? 
graduating with college debt and vehicle debt. (laughs) Praise the Lord. (laughs) And what is my parents' gift? We wipe your debt clean on that truck. Be blessed. Fast forward 2003. Get to walk up an aisle. Plymouth Heights Christian Reformed Church. Only to turn around and see my bride. For nearly 20 years to be loved. Unconditionally unexpectedly, unimaginably by Kendra. Never could have thought, never could have imagined. Unexpected, unimaginable, and yet more than expected and more than we could ever imagine. So we think about Christmas. I want you to take a look at both of these banners. Banners you may See and notice, maybe they've just blended over the years into the brick. I want you to see them again today. These banners represent for us the incarnation of Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ would become fully human. See, when Isaiah, we're going to read from Isaiah in just a moment. When Isaiah thought of a king, he was thinking of a a king that they would have. He was thinking of somebody who would come in flesh and bone. Not God come incarnate. Not God becoming one of us. No, a king like all others who would save. Wouldn't expect Jesus, the Messiah, the Christ, God, to come and dwell in a manger. And he certainly wouldn't have expected a suffering servant. One who in the incarnation takes on all of humanity. Not just the best of humanity, but the worst of humanity as well. That the perfect perfect one would become imperfect for us. You see, at Christmas we're reminded again of a completely unexpected, unimaginable, Love that is more than we could ever expect and more than we could ever imagine. Isaiah imagined a little bit, and we hear in Isaiah 52 and Isaiah 53 this. Just watch my servant blossom. This is a prophecy looking forward. He was thinking it was a king. We know It was the king of kings. Watch my servant blossom, exalted, tall, head and shoulders above the crowd. But he didn't begin that way. That's not how the story started. He didn't begin that way. At first, everyone was appalled. He didn't even look human. A ruined face, disfigured past recognition. Nations all over the world will be in awe, taken aback. Kings shocked into silence when they see him. For what was unheard of, they'll see with their own eyes. What was unthinkable, they'll have right before them. Who believes what we've heard and seen? Who believes what we've heard and seen? See, the kingdom of God is upside down. It's unimaginable. It's unexpected. Isaiah asks this question. Who would look, who would have thought God's saving power would look like this? What in the world? This is not working. Trisha, can you go to that slide, please? There we go. Good thing we're going to leave that there for a while. Who would have thought God's saving power would look like this. Isaiah goes on to say, the servant grew up before God, a scrawny, a scrawny seedling, a tender shoot. Remember last week, a shoot that would come from the stump of Jesse. A scrubby plant in a parched field. There was nothing attractive about him, nothing to cause us to take a second look. He was looked down on and passed over. A man who suffered, who knew pain firsthand. One look at him and people turned away. 
We looked down on him, thought he was scum. But the fact is, it was our pains he carried, our disfigurements, all of our wrongs he brought on himself. And we thought he brought it on himself, that that God was punishing him for his failures, but it was our sins that did it to him, that ripped and tore and crushed him, our sins. He took the punishment, and that punishment made us whole. Through his bruises, we get healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray, each of us to our own way. We've gotten lost. We've all done our own thing, gone our own way. And God has piled all of our sins, everything we've done wrong, on him. On him. Unexpected. Unimaginable. He was beaten, he was tortured, but he didn't say a word. Like a lamb taken to the slaughter, like a sheep being sheared, he took it all in silence. Justice miscarried, and he, left, he was let off. And did anyone really know what was happening? He died without a thought for his own welfare, beaten bloody for the sins of God's people. They buried him with the wicked, threw him in a grave with a rich man. And even though he'd never heard a soul or said word and word that wasn't true, this all happened to him. Still, it was what God had in mind all along, to crush him with pain. And while that was the plan, the plan was that he would give himself as an offering for sin. Not that we would give ourselves, but God would give himself as an offering for our sins so that he'd see life come from it. Life, life, and more life. And God's plan will deeply prosper through him. The unexpected, unimaginable gift of life and love would deeply prosper through him. Isaiah writes this, out of the terrible travail of soul, He'll see that it's worth it and be glad that he did it. Through what he experienced, my righteous one, my servant, will make many righteous ones. Will make many people right. As he he himself carries the burdens of our sins, therefore I will reward him extravagantly, God says, the best of everything, the highest of honors, because he looked death in the face and he didn't flinch. Because he embraced the company of the lowest. He took on his own shoulders the sin of many. He took up the cause of all the black sheep. Who would have have thought? Who would have thought that God's saving power would look like this? Who would have thought that the king of kings, as Revelation says, would become the lamb that was slain? Who would have thought that God would become a human being so that you and I could be joined back to God forever? Never feeling afraid of being separated again. Who would have thought that Jesus, the King, would be brought low so that you and I would be lifted up? That he would become less so that you and I could become more? That Jesus would leave a throne, certainly comfortable being God of the world, to somehow dwell in us? Unexpected, unimaginable. That he would be punished and condemned so that you and I could be free. That Jesus, the God of the world, the King of kings, the lamb, the lion, would take on our guilt, so we could be innocent. That he take on our shame so that we could find our full worth. That he would take on our sin so that you and I could be considered saints. Who would have thought? Unexpected, unimaginable. More than we could ever expect more than we could ever imagine. Who would have thought that he would bear our pains so that we could be healed? That he would 
carry our burdens so our load would be lifted and we would experience relief. Who would have thought that the king would be despised? The son of man despised so that we would become accepted sons and daughters of God. Who would have thought that he would be rejected in order for us to be celebrated? Who would have thought that God would look down upon his son in order to look upon us? Who would have thought that the king, this child, would be forsaken? To have God's face turn from him so that God's face could shine on us. Unexpected. Unimaginable. Who would have thought that Jesus, the King of Kings, the wisdom that created the world would become a fool and accept our foolishness so that we might be seen as wise, righteous, that we might know wisdom, that he would take our wrongs so we would be right, that he would suffer in agony for our peace. Unimaginable. Completely unaccepted. Unexpected. The king of kings would empty his life so that we would be filled with it. He would face hell so you and I could touch taste heaven. That this child would be born to bleed, to die, so that even though you and I die, we can live. We're reminded in John, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Because God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Who would have thought God's saving power would ever look like this? Unexpected, unimaginable, and yet more than we could ever expect and more than we could ever imagine. We're reminded as we take communion today of this gift. Every time we take communion, and it's not just in the Christmas season, it's every time. We're actually reminded of this gift every time we worship. And Jesus just says, do you believe? He invites us into a journey to the unexpected, unimaginable gift of God's love in Jesus Christ. I want to invite you into that as we participate in communion today, as we partake. That you step into the mystery for God so loved the world. Amen? As we take communion this morning, uh, as is our practice here, we take a piece of bread and we dip it in the juice. We come down the aisles kind of closest to the chair. We, we you around them. So if you don't know where you're going, kind of follow the stream. Um, but we also do have some, um, some packages if for some reason you're not feeling real well. I know the flu and COVID and RSV are fun things are going around right now. Um, but we don't want to stop you from being able to experience tangibly experience God's grace. As I give you those instructions, I want to bring us back to the night that Jesus was betrayed. Betrayed by friends, not simply by a crowd. Not just nameless faces, those who had journeyed with him. And yet on that night, he took the bread and after giving thanks, he broke it. He said, this is my body given for you. As often as you do this, as often as you take of this, do it in remembrance of me. And in the same manner, he took a cup that they had shared together. And he said, this cup is a new covenant. 
It's a new promise in my blood for the forgiveness of sins. And as often as you do this, take part in it. Do it in remembrance of me. We're reminded these are the gifts of God. Jesus is the gift of God for us, his loved people. I'm going to pray, and as I pray, uh, if those who are serving uh, will please come up. The band will come up as well. Uh, I want to invite you, though, to join me in prayer. God, our Heavenly Father, thank you for doing the unexpected, unimaginable thing. You could have chosen to save by kings and armies. You could have chosen to save by abundance and wealth. You could have chosen to save in a number of ways. But instead, you chose to save by giving of yourself. Lord, we're reminded, not only through the word, but through this sacrament, through this gift of your table. Lord, Holy Spirit, make this real for us. As we've heard your word, as we've heard about what you have done, far exceeds what we could ever come up with. Holy Spirit, make this real for us. May we taste and see your goodness. Thank you for inviting us to your table. Lord, for that 100% on you act of grace. Lord, give us the ability to respond in faith and trust in you. We love you, we praise you in the name of Jesus and all God's children said. Feel free to come forward. Enjoy this gift of God's grace. Out of the sky and into the dust, not as a king, but as one of us, leaving your home on a mission of love. Hope had a name. Sent as the end to humanity's ache. Four hundred years of our silence would break. One baby's cry caused the world to awake. And hope had a name. God came to save us. And his name is Jesus. The promise was true the word became you Emmanuel. sitting in temples and walking our streets who could have known what your love had decreed that God set a table for you and for me love was the way you knew the cost the giver the gift and salvation for us the light of the world was the lamb on the cross and love was the way god came to save us his name is jesus the promise was true the word became
sing about the peace that Jesus will bring us this season. was life itself, gave up his life so we could be filled with it. Our peace has come in Christ. Peace is with us, no matter where we are, no matter where we've been, and no matter what we may face. God is with us. Amen? Receive this blessing of our Lord. The Lord bless you and keep you. Lord causes face to shine on you and be gracious to you. And may the Lord lift up his countenance, his face upon you, and give you his peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And all God's children said, amen. Um, There is no potluck today. Uh, Go enjoy families. Merry Christmas. Grab some coffee. Help stack some chairs. We love you. God's peace. Love you.